Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Studio. We have an amazing guest and exciting Athens rock star group with us today. Growing businesses, changing what is happening in their industry, successful in so many different ways. I'm so excited to welcome Katie and Jessica to the podcast. Welcome. Hi, happy to be here. I'm excited to have y'all. Y'all two are doing so much right now between like growing, expanding different profit centers, all sorts of different creative aspects inside of your business. I want to talk a little bit about how you arrived here and kind of the journey. I know both of you, I think, back when we all originally met, were W-2 employees, right? Yeah, definitely. So how in the world did you go from like W-2 employee to like massive business mogul? (laughs) Fill us in the gaps here. Oh gosh, okay. Um, My first business move from being a W-2 employee would be I followed a girl a mentor of mine, Brandy, that had opened her own salon, and um, as soon as she asked, I was ready to go. And then I, trans- you know, that transition was from a W two hairstylist to a ten ninety nine, which is a little bit like managing your own business. You know, you yeah get your own color and you book your own appointments. Um, and then so you were like just renting a space inside of her. Salon I did, but actually, there. I went back after that because. When I went to the salon that we worked at together, um, I was a W two employee again. So I guess I shifted sort of in and out. Um, okay. Yeah. After any, I had kids, I went back to work for someone else. At any point during that, were you like, "Oh my God, I'm dying to own my own salon or own my own no, space"? Never. Does never like some dream to have some massive business with thirty employees. I did not see it in my future. Um, when Jessica. She asked me to dinner one night, and she was like, I think we should open a salon. And I was <laughs> totally down for it, but I did not I did not see Tribe coming like this. Well, this was your brainchild in the beginning, huh? Yeah. I mean, it just felt like the next step. Um, you guys, Katie touched a little bit on the, like, 1099 W-2 thing, but in our industry, it feels like, you know, that's the next step going like booth rental for a lot of stylists Mm -hmm. and um, there's been a lot of stuff on social media and about like what's really better you know but I knew that I liked the salon culture and I thrive off of um, bouncing ideas off of my coworkers and building each other up and like that's what fuels my creativity so I knew that I didn't want to be in a solo suite Okay. And there weren't yeah. any salon spaces in town that offered, you know, like a little salon suite within a salon that had the same kind of culture, really, that I was looking for. So, um, Katie, I just, we, we worked together before, and because I really like that, like, having someone like that banter, I mean, mm-hmm. she's hilarious, and I just was like, I just want her around me, like, every day, so I was like, I just want, just comedic I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Can, will you marry me, you know, 
place, basically. It's <laughs> a lot like what it is. Right? I know. It's like, literally. I know. And I probably so spend more time with my business partners than I do my wife. Yeah. We talked about it like, okay, you know, what do we want? And we're like, well, let's just create a vibe. Like, it just always was just about, like, the vibe that we wanted because I feel like when you're in someone else's salon, you're – we I never like got my asked my opinion on anything, and I'm very uh, opinionated. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like um, to have somebody you know dictate uh, my vibe very much. So uh, that's kind of what we said. We were like, well, if it's just I mean, we knew it was going to be bigger than just us, but we always started in terms of financially with something that if it was just us working between these four walls we can still do it. Like, we'll be fine if it's just us and the and the front desk girl, you know? And, um, and then it didn't seem as scary. And so then we could take our time, like, building our team. And um, it's like, you build it and they will come. And we just kind of took our time, like, who fit the vibe that we were going for instead of, you know, these other salons where they have so many different personalities like someone that does really edgy hair and somebody that does like blue uh, yeah. hair and someone that's a barber and like everybody just is so different in what they're interested in and we kind of created you know we're all fit the same aesthetic really you know and uh, we created a brand without really even trying to do that y'all created a hell of a brand yeah. and y'all grown something freaking amazing <laughs> and it's cool to hear how it started out like I guess 1.0 of Tribe was like, hey, financially, how can we build something that we know it is? It's just the two of us. We can afford it and make it work and do what we want. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people probably mess that up in the entrepreneur space. They try to go too big, too fast. And y'all are on your third expansion, fourth expansion? What number third, is this? Third, third building. Third expansion. Okay. Yes. And we're still growing. We're still hiring. <laughs> Things are still uh, being built on the branding side with with things that are going to happen in the future um at any point in that process of let's say tribe 1.0 were y'all like oh my god we've made a mistake or i want to go back or was it like from the start like, oh, this is the best decision ever i don't think i ever felt like we made a mistake but there were moments where it moved so quickly um, with hiring or with moving um that it did get scary for a second, but I, di- I didn't feel like regret, almost just like a tsunami is like coming, you know? Like you can just see all of um, the growth that happening and just, I mean, yeah, you just know it's gonna be different. And also I feel like there's no turning back, you know? Yeah, I agree. Y'all, I mean, y'all went all in. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have had our moments, you know. It's been um, a learning, growing experience for us as individuals. I mean everyone that works with us including ourselves like we're going through life together and we're all having babies and getting married and you know having deaths in the family (laughs) and having our own but you know we because we try to keep people that are like-minded and Katie and myself have very similar like you know we really are into wellness and like self-care and we're not we we're kind of hustle culture but we're not like expecting each other to be there you know, 48 hours a day because there's not enough hours in the day to do all of the things. Um, and we have always been very uh, empathetic to each other. Like if we need need to back off a little bit from pushing forward. And so we've kind of ebb and flow 
in that way. But I it's mean, there's shit. been moments, you know, where we're like, well, COVID shit, for is sure. this gonna? Oh yeah. I mean, all just this the was pivot. Going on in the middle yeah. of COVID, when like when you couldn't even work for. When you were talking about the space, I just remember when we had to measure like the physical space of the salon. We had to work in shifts because we had to have six feet. I mean, it was just just yeah. like a wild time. Oh my gosh, so many challenges of like, yeah, how to? I know y'all were like big proponents too in figuring out how do we keep our team supported and how yeah. do we like afford to keep this thing open and keep people having some version of pay coming in. Yes. My God. And I'm I'm really proud of us for how we went through that. I know a lot of businesses really moved through that. It makes you realize like how much you're capable of. And I also think it really established an even more of a trust for our coworkers with us because we really did have them in the forefront of our like decisions that we were making. We made sure to take care of them, you know, and um, our yeah. clients were awesome in supporting us. I mean, we, we thrived through COVID. I kind of want to say, I mean, we, we definitely, we were able to make all of our income to pay all of our bills and, um, that's really, really cool, and not a whole lot of businesses, especially in the service industry, can say that. I mean, that's really awesome. I yeah. feel like, so as y'all have started uh, the process of, you know, expanding Tribe and multiple different iterations, alliterations, um, you just continue to be able to scale and grow internally and externally with, with, the, with team members and with clients. And... I feel like from the outside looking in, the two of you especially, you have like a huge gift for knowing what the customer wants. Mm -hmm. Like the experience, the vibe, the look. Is that something you always kind of had in the on the business side of things or something you're strategic about? I mean, you two seem to crush it in just knowing the experience and the end product the, your customer wants. Oh my God! Well, it just makes me think about when, <clears throat> when creating the before we even knew what our name was, Jessica would make me like, she was like, no, like you got to like think about okay, you're gonna walk in the salon, like how do you want to feel, <laughs> like what do you want it to smell like, like how yes. what is the shampoo ball like? I mean, we really sort of immerse ourselves in like the, the visioning of it as an experience you know, that we would want to have. And when we worked, you know, I had worked at a lot of salons, you know, I moved to Asheville for a little while and just being in different environments. And we really wanted to create something that we had never been in before. So, you know, something that was extremely laid back and friendly, but then like the excellence of what you were going to walk out the door with, like that, you know, you can have both. It doesn't have to be stuffy and, you know, it doesn't have to, it can feel good and you can still get an excellent result. And I think we just sort of tried to marry all the best of everything, like best environment, best clientele, um, the best staffing. And uh, it was exhausting to think about in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but it was worth it. Now you talk about excellence, all right, because this is leading to the direction I want you two to teach me on because I feel like as entrepreneurs in the business space, this is where I see the most struggles. It's where I struggle the most. So. You talk about excellence. You two are like the best at what you do. You are excellent at what you do and just the highest level in your field of performance. But then you're able to grow and you have 
28 team members now and you're expanding and you're delegating, so that means you two are working less or desiring to work less and delegate more. And How are you like maintaining that excellence or how are you, when you're that good at what you do, how do you change from working in your business to working on your business? Because that's for me like been a huge struggle and challenge. Yeah. Um, Teach Wanting me. to control everything, you know? <laughs> yes. Get, um, and just make sure the level of like performance is where you want it to be as you hire new people and you grow to more and more people. Is it is it hiring more managers? Is it doing a lot of like vetting when you hire people? Is it like crazy training? What do y'all do to pull this off? We've just been, we've been really strategic in hiring. Um, of course, there are times when you hire out of, like in our industry, it's like we we have to have an assistant, you know, for, for a stylist to be able to double book. So if we're down an assistant, that means that stylists can't make double the income that they would usually okay. make. So that pressure is on to fill that spot. And so I see how, you know, wrong people can get in, in out of necessity, but we've been very good about, and that has happened, but we've just been very good about not letting it go on too long, you know, and Uh like cutting the fat, um, in that and just really, we've just really always been about education and wanting people that are on our team to always have the, like, wanting to be better do better like that no one's just like coasting and stagnant and um I think that in terms of excellence I mean we try to walk the walk and be an example but we have a lot of meetings like communication like we involve them a lot like we really try to sell them or get them to buy into like you know what we're what we're really trying to provide and um so you're strategic about this. You're, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I've never obviously worked in y'all's industry, but that's probably pretty uncommon for salon owners to have meetings around like vision and vibe and culture, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, we have quarterly one-on-ones. We definitely help push um, the financial aspect, but if we don't have repeat guests, you know, then yeah. we don't have anything. So we always just try to go back to um, the client experience and it's just, I don't know, we just have the best, um, the best staff, I would say. Like they're very receptive to constructive criticism and, um, and we do everything we can on our end, like to do what we say we're gonna do to help them get, overcome whatever obstacles they need to be able to deliver the type of, if that means, you know, we pay for them to take an online course to give them the skill that they need, but we're not gonna bring our standard down to fit your qualifications. Like you either have to bring it up or it's not the place for you. Yeah. Makes sense. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if, like y'all are on to something that I hope you don't take for granted because you don't see this very often where you have such a high quality of excellence, you're growing a brand, you're expanding, and then everybody there is like having a blast. Like I go in there and like two or three people greet you and talk to you, everybody smile and having fun. There's people are dancing around. Like it is a fun, successful 
environment that's producing amazing experiences for clients, like, that's freaking hard to accomplish. Like, y'all have figured something out. Yeah. It's super exciting to see and watch. I think it just starts, too, with just creating, like, the best environment for this for the staff, right? Because if they're happy, then they're going to... Take care of the customer, right. I guess, and <laughs> exactly. show up and be yeah. more dependable yeah. and help everybody be more successful. Well, something that we use, a phrase that we use is, like, collaboration over competition. <clears throat> so within the salon, like, we don't gatekeep. We don't hold secrets. Like, if I see something that... I don't, how did you do that? Like, I'm, I will walk over and I'll say, tell me about this formula or tell me about this. And doesn't matter who it is, they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, so excited to share with each other. So I think that environment just lets, it's just free. It's like there's not tension. Like, if my client can't come see me, they can see someone else. And like, that's totally fine. I mean, we just really want, want it to feel um, just easy, like, just not super stiff. Um, and then one thing that you were saying, um, one thing that Jessica and I have really tried to embody over the last year is like committing to days that we work together on the business. So like stepping away from our schedule, like making the commitment to each other in the salon that like we love to do hair. I want to do everyone's hair. I want to do hair every day. <laughs> but yes. there's you know there's not enough time and so it's selfish to be that way like as a hair salon owner to take all the clients especially when you have so much knowledge to give back so Jess and I work on Mondays together like we do admin work we work on construction we do one-on-ones and like that day is just dedicated to the salon and then we have other days that we do work behind the chair so we're present in the salon but you know Jess and I were talking the other day there's no way that you can be do both of those things in the same day like I can't be doing hair and be present with my person and then also answer questions from the front desk or you know it's just so I think you're talking about how to be in your business versus you know how to pull back so you have days on days off yeah Yeah. ah that's brilliant I never thought about that mm -hmm. and we're still working but we're committed to you know not doing hair on those days doing social you know doing interviews if we need to doing you know today was our first scheduled just content day because we have scheduled days to do admin business things, visioning things, meetings, you know, all the things. Um, because we have all these managers in place, it, it also takes time to manage them, you know, so you have to have constant communication with them. Um, and so we use Mondays for that, but then we were falling behind on our social media presence, which is so big for our industry. And so uh-huh. we were like, okay, well, we've got, got a schedule. It, we're not going to do it when we're working. Like, it's not going to happen when we're on yeah. that Monday. Fires it's not going to happen when out. we're yeah. behind the chair because we don't have enough time. So we're like, schedule a content day. And um, this is hopefully like it'll be good. Hugely valuable. Like, cause I think about my situation where I'm trying, I'm the same as you. Like I love, love interacting with clients. I love mm-hmm. doing taxes. I love like being part of that conversation of like helping somebody plan or prepare their taxes and saving lots of money. And I mean, I'm, we're glad you love it. I yeah, love it so much, but you can't, you're right. You can't like grow your business and like scale your team right. and train people and manage people and do taxes every day. And yeah. so I've for 20 years tried to juggle both. Like I've tried to do it all, juggle both, like 
how do I do taxes? How do I train somebody? How do I answer some questions here? Check some emails. Oh my God, it's two o'clock. I gotta go grab lunch. But breaking it up like on days and off days is awesome. I love that idea. And I have never heard anybody put it in perspective, you did, Katie, of it's selfish. Oops. Just to know that's a good thing. It's selfish <laughs> yeah. just to show up and like do the work yeah. and not help train other people to do the work and provide opportunity or try to grow. Now, here's the million-dollar question. So, I agree with all this, Mm-mm. but in reality, you two are very out there up front in the business. Everybody knows who you are. You're all over social media. I know the clients, at least initially, have to want to work with Jessica and Katie. So, how do you manage the client expectation to be okay when you're taking days working on the business and you're not serving all the clients? How do you all juggle or manage that? Well, it sort of happens for you, you know. I mean, we've been doing hair for, gosh, I'm not even going to say, like a long time. And so you have clients that have been so loyal for so long. And over the years, you know, they book their appointments ahead of time. And um, as we take a day off to work together, then that leaves a less day on the book. So really, um, there aren't, there's no time um, to it book with us. It just organically just starts to... It does naturally push that way, but we've made, you know... And our clients, they believe in what we're doing too. I mean, it's the best when your client comes to you uh, and says, I know your, you're at the uh, point where yeah. you can't take me. Whenever the time comes, I'm happy to see whoever you you pick for me. Yep. You know, and they genuinely trust that you're not going to just push them off on anybody. You have handpicked everyone that's in that building for a reason. And, you know, they're all very invested in their education. They're all at a certain level. And, um, and they're, they're, they love it. Like, yeah, they want to support, we, like, the brand. That's really you know? cool, yeah. They're bought into yeah. the business and the growth and everybody yeah. growing and being successful. That's really super cool. Have y'all had a hard time transitioning away from certain type of, like, products or services? Or is that something that just kind of organically happened as you've grown? I know as y'all grow, you, you started to specialize more in mm-hmm. more, I don't know, I don't know a better way to phrase like higher end services yeah. and extensions and things. Is that something that's been challenging or? Well, I think at first, you know, it was because you're like, oh, we don't, you, we don't want to be seen like we are only care about people <laughs> that spend right. a lot of money on their hair. But yeah. I mean, just like in any industry, we're we're we love to do hair, but we're in it to make money. It's and a business from Absolutely. a business standpoint, you know. And just a time standpoint, it's like... We're an expert in your field. Yeah, and we love it. We love um, the change that it that it gives people. It makes people love their hair. But we just really are trying to maximize our hours within the salon and make ourselves and our, our coworkers as much money as we possibly can. And that correlates to higher ticket services you know I love it we have a client that is a business owner a female business owner in town and we respect her a lot and she told Katie what'd she say I don't know about she was just like if anybody comes in here (laughs) she said you do not market yourselves as being a place that offers cheap services like is that what you're talking about yeah you know because Well, we put a lot of time, effort into our education and having the best products and knowing the best methods and even inventing our own methods when, you know, all else fails. And um, 
and making it a point to promote those on social media, seek those kinds of clients that want extensions or you know luxury services. And so it's just a different sector of that industry. And yeah. so there aren't a lot um, of people that have put that much work into specifically extensions. And so we market that way. Like there, that is not a mistake that you see that from us. That is a dedicated like investment that we've made um, to be the best at extensions and to you know create our own line. And we're just um, and we do love it. There is nothing like it. And so I'm yeah. glad you noticed that. Yeah. But our it's not just us though. Like us only taking that. Like the thing that's so cool is seeing these like girls that have been with us since they were yes. so shy and like couldn't even like wash someone's hair to now we have two that are getting ready to go on the floor they've been with us for the apprenticeship lasts like different amounts of time for different people it really just depends on how quickly you move through how you know comfortable you are you know a lot of times they need more time not because they need more time but because they're they're still like you know they're not ready they're just not ready but they're doing those services like when I came up it was like when you went on the floor you were doing all the crappy stuff all the like work. you're yeah. doing like the this kids cuts $7 and the dollar haircuts yeah. and like <laughs> the Groupons yeah. and like anybody oh god, you know Groupon. oh my god I forgot about Groupon yeah. I've done Groupon tax stuff at one time oh it was like a $99 <laughs> Groupon or something and they get, but they get to start out at this level and and it just makes me so happy for them that they have the confidence that we have given them that confidence too. Oh my you know? god! Yeah, y'all are taking all the like crazy, yeah. like sacrifice, horrible parts of growing yeah. out of that, giving the opportunity to start somewhere at a much yeah. higher level. Yeah, that's super cool. I like that. God, I forgot about Groupon. <laughs> I, know, I think it's, it's still uh, around. No way. <laughs> Oh my I'm god! Bad. You probably get a group on. That is something. hilarious. Oh, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that's interesting because you're able to give people the confidence and the ability to know that hey, you don't have to start at the grounding yeah. bottom. You can we can teach you and train you at such a high level. You can start higher than people who's been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's super yeah. cool and awesome. That's really that's really nice. And that's I guess as part of that. Have y'all figured out as growing, you want to have to manage less stuff, and so you brought managers in the picture, or is that high? No, we just couldn't maintain the level of excellence or the level yeah. of what, like, you know, things fall through. you got to take care of the highest priority <laughs> first, yes. you know? So, but we... We can't grow that way. You can't just like wait till this is done to do this. Like you have to kind of like have all the plates spinning simultaneously and they're not running at the same speed, but they're all moving forward. So, you know, we just, if we have someone that's over all these different systems or Mm -hmm. whatever in our business then nothing's just waiting for us to have time to do it you know it's it's still moving forward and and then when it comes the day of the week where it's our time to like you know check on them (laughs) or them to report to us then we can move it ahead just a little bit more by figuring out what their obstacles are or how we can help or you know helping prioritize but um, I think people are really scared to they, they feel like they don't have the money yes. to pay people. I mean, or that's really what that, it is. It, it is really they is. don't think they're big enough or they don't think they have the money. 
but we just haven't ever like had that mindset in our business like we've just always been like spend money to make money and um we pay the highest that I know in our industry you know we pay our people good but we expect our expectations are mm-hmm. are high and we've lost several people that we love because they weren't you know meeting up to the expectations and so you two are very confident you can bring in the money and so you're not afraid to spend the money when right. it comes to staffing management vibe whatever it may be yeah. it sounds like I think that's a struggle I know that's a struggle for me and what I see a lot, like let's take right now in my firm now, I feel like I need a manager, just an operations manager, somebody to manage all of us. But I'm like, ugh, just financially it doesn't make sense. Like if I can bring on two or three more accountants or two or three more tax professionals or CPAs, then I got enough people where it justifies hiring a manager. But that's probably the backwards approach. Because my life's going to be hell well, also trying to what? bring on two or three people and manage them and train them and exactly. answer all their questions. And what level of clients are you attracting? You know, like the level of client yeah. that you want needs you to have a manager. Because yes, you're going to exactly be more, right. yes. you're gonna be more effective right. and get things done faster and not have things fall because you're, you're prioritizing, you know, it's, it just... So it's when, a necessity, we think. When you all hired a manager, you didn't hire somebody, or at least I don't think, that had been doing hair or extensions or working in, you know, behind the chair for 20 years, right? Right. <laughs> so, well, this is kind of what I was thinking. So too. that's a scary thing for me, too. Who do I hire? What do they, like, how do I pick a manager? Because right. I don't We've, think it needs to be somebody that's done taxes for 20 years. Right. Because you can teach them, you can teach right. them that, or yeah. they can take a course to teach them that. You have to sure. hire like the personality, like you know, the type of person, like the work ethic. What were you gonna say? I was just thinking about how our manager position grew because um, she was just a capable, friendly, enthusiastic, smart person, mm-hmm. and so she started, you know, answering the phone. And doing the, her job just grew and grew until finally, um, you know, we we wind up sub, you know, subbing out some of her work to people below her. Like I think that it just sort of grew like a tree, like of the positions. Um, but were y'all telling her what to do during all this, or she just kind of figuring it out as she goes and figuring out what needs to be done? As yeah, you grow? there was definitely growing pains for sure. Yeah. Well, none you of know. you know, none of us really knew how. And she has the personality where she's never going to tell us that it's too much for her, you know. Uh-huh. And we had never done it before either. So anytime, and we were trying to, we were, at the time we were doing hair four days a week. Oh, so it was word. like anything that would happen, we're like. It's her fault. You know, <laughs> everything, everything is her fault. More like it. Right, maybe I do need to hire a manager. It sounds amazing. I know. We're like, why didn't I tell yeah. you to do this? You know, but um, but now she has two assistant managers, and yeah, you know, we all we all grew together. We all went. A lot of it were, were the first times for all of us. Yeah, because and so we like just I, were learning and. I think that's why, too, another reason that we have been successful is that 
we communicate a lot, but we constantly reassess because, you know, what her position was then, you know, we just have to sort of reassess what we're doing and whose job is this and what else do we need. So you have to just kind of sit back every six months and because your future is different, like what's happening in the world and like how, what are your employees and like what are your goals. And so we just, I think, reassessing like what your business needs multiple times a year because you have to your trajectory is like always changing like what do you want to do now what do you know what's going on in the world and so you just have to like bring it all back together and then fill in the gaps and yeah we're not we are not scared to be like that's not working let's mm-hmm. do something else yeah. you know? this thing. Yeah. but yeah. it's basically having you know we had this person and she was a a friend of mine so um we, I trusted her a lot, and you have to have someone that you trust and that really believes in what you're trying to do and, and trusts you. Like, she had a lot of trust in us to leave her job, her salaried position, and come work in a totally different industry. <laughs> you know, she was a single mom. It's going to be like, fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. And a lot of people here, like, going to the hair salon, I mean, she was a little bit nervous, like, going to work with a bunch of women because it there's like a stigma, I guess, sure. about working with a bunch of women that they like talk about <laughs> everyone and stuff. But it's, it's not like that. And Do y'all um, have any men on staff? Um, we have before. Yeah, we have. Right now? No, we've is had... Is it 28 females on it staff is, right now? Yeah. I think it's 30, too. 30? But oh, we 30. have... But, you know, we might have one that? coming. Possibly. <laughs> oh, nice. Look at that. Things are <laughs> no, rising. Yeah. So that'll make three men that we've had. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a male-dominated industry. You no, know, not but, at all. Um, but, yeah, the fact that even even this, the employees, they're like, do you know how – I remember, like, at our Christmas party, one of them looked at me and she's like, do you know how cool it is that I like everyone in this room? Like, she's like, I genuinely like everyone in this room. She's like, I was like, well, that's good. Good. You can die. You know, you don't have to be best friends hanging out. And, and we had to kind of evolve into that because we started out so small and we were, like, such a, like, family by the time you get 30 employees, like, you're not going to service focus, like, enjoy working for a team, and um, that kind of binds you together. So it's like, our personalities might be a little bit different, but we have these things that are in common that we can always, like, come together on. So just like you like talking about business and getting all excited, we like talking about hair. And believe it or not, there are hairstylists out there that don't like talking about hair. You know, they're just punching the clock and... You know, I know, but we want, you know, we want people that want to talk about it and get excited about it. And um, so. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you can feel that going in there. Like everybody seems to support everybody else and share and train and do something. Because that's really, really cool. And it's totally the vibe that when you walk in, you just feel that and see that. And I think that's, that's unique. And I, I don't know, it's so, I feel like. Every entrepreneur and business owner feels this way at some point. I think a lot of the reasons we go into business for ourselves or we start stuff is we we see a way we can maybe do something better or do mm-hmm. something different or serve in a better way or fix a mm-hmm. problem in in our industry. But when you start doing that, just like y'all are doing now, and like when you brought the, the man, your manager on board, for her, you're all growing something 
nobody's ever grown before. Mm-hmm. It's not like anywhere you've ever worked before. It's like to be different, to be unique, to provide something awesome, mm-hmm. you got to figure it out along the way. I think that's really freaking hard. And that's what I'm like, how do I hire a manager to manage something? I don't even know what it looks like. Well, I'm glad that this is recorded because there'll be a time where you're like, how did we, like when you have, your, your manager has managers like, how did we ever do it without the manager? You know, yeah. like, how did we do it? Yeah, I agree. It's uh, I'm, I'm excited to learn from you two of, like, managers and 30 different people on the team and, like, yeah. vibe and energy and keeping the fun behind it and keeping it, staying away from stuffy and culture mm-hmm. of corporate and, like, seeming too big. And I think that's, y'all built something amazing and it's exciting to, to see that as part of Athens and a part of like so much that's going on. All right, this is what I'm most excited to talk about. Oh gosh. <laughs> you get more worried, you got scared. I'm walking things. out the door. The future for like you two and Tribe, like when we talk about trial and error and we talk about different things, I know we're on the very edge of an expansion that's about to open up that's going to somewhat double the size mm-hmm. of what y'all have now. Yeah. Um, so obviously your space is about to get bigger. What's the future going to look like for the two of you and for Tribe as we kind of go into 2023? Well, <clears throat> we do have some exciting projects that are in the mix. Um, in terms of business, we are looking into you know hair extensions and we really want to again create something that is different and hasn't been done before and that's special and unique um so that's in the mix and then um and this is a branded extension line yep. just around tribe or yep. whatever mm-hmm. brand you two built around it yep oh that's super cool and kind of just like the salon, the initial salon, we're like, okay, well, even if we create this excellent line of hair extensions just for our salon, oh, you know, then you're great. replicating what you've seen success with in like, the past. Right. So it's like, then great, you know, we're gonna we're Start gonna increase there. our profits for ourselves and our staff. We're gonna have better quality and consistency for our clients. And it's like a win-win, and then you know. So there's no risk regionally here. Regionally, no way next. you're not sinking five hundred grand in some new no extension I mean, brand. You're saying, I'm hey, sure we're going, be, we're know. going, yeah, but we're going to build something that's going to support what we're doing yeah. now and financially build it in such an organic way that right we're going to make it work from like ground zero all the way up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. All right, when does this start? When does this kick off? Oh gosh! First it's already first. started. <laughs> it has already started, but um, it, you know we got to get through the right now. You, I don't know if you've ever built a house before, but that's what I feel like we're doing right now. So we're yeah. just we are moving forward, but we're just focused on. Well, we've got like another month, and we'll be in there, and then uh, we we've already kind of started the steps with the like today having a content day and our. Our social will be kind of geared towards that, just kind of building up to that. Um, there's a lot involved with like dis- distributors that we have to find, you know, coming from like India or China. And like we've got some calls with people um, just kind of reaching out to get some pointers on people that have done it, you know, before us that are doing it well in Savannah and um, other surrounding areas. Um, so that's kind of what. You know where we're at with that right now. 
That's awesome. But well, things like that, is that something you two handle, or are you delegating part of that to some of your managers and team? Or? Well, the, the initial startup, we're doing the research on it and, mm-hmm. you know, the funding and just kind of logistics mm-hmm. of it. But then, yeah, once we get it, usually we develop a system, and then we roll it out, and then we assess. Yeah. So well, like, right okay, now we're down, and uh, we're in the bottom of that, um, just getting it off the ground. Um, and then, you know, that will – Jess and I have taught, um, and some other girls at the salon have taught some classes, you know, and another thing that we're looking into in the expansion is just hosting more classes, like bringing more people in. And that just goes in line with, you know, our emphasis on education and then community. I mean, we want to host some bigger classes in the salon in the next year. And um, so we're looking to, um, to show that on social, show the space and you know how easy it is to get from Atlanta. So we've got some people um, possibly coming in the next year to teach, and we're oh. excited about that. And is this part of teaching existing stylists and salon owners how to do higher ticket items or do extensions, or is this taking people from ground zero? So it could be, yeah. But So I'm sure we'll host our own education as well. Katie and I, once we get past that, you know, I was telling her, like, we should really teach, yeah, the business side of the salon and, like, and how to, because it's taken us a lot of time to come up with just who does what, like, having all those people, like, what, who owns what job, and, like, you know, how often do you do it, and when do you meet about it, and, and all of those things, it takes a lot of trial and error to figure it out. And we've been able to figure it out and be profitable. And, I mean, oh we were God, looking yes. at growing and kind of like, where do we want to go? We had a big meeting. Um, her and I, the salon was closed, and we just like all day. We were there all day. So we were. I was like, we should just, instead of like having to host classes and so because we don't really – we would have to stop doing here. I mean, that's a whole full-time yeah, job, it's a like touring it's, and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. But if we could create just like a blueprint, you know, mm-hmm. like a, just a small, like a starter, like here's how we did it, you know? Um, I think we could totally do that. And, and that would be just another stream of income and also helping other people that were in our, in our spot. It's like that we would have, we would have definitely bought that if someone oh was God. like, here's how you order extensions to profit this much. Here's, you know, here's you what you need this in inventory. place. Like, um, we would have definitely done that. Yeah, because there is no roadmap. There is no right. guide to some of this stuff. And you talk about, again, when you grow in something like y'all built, the trial and error side, how much freaking time and money have you spent around the error pieces of that? Like, if you could save somebody mm-hmm. that amount of time and mm-hmm. money through offering a roadmap or a blueprint, oh, my God. And that's, like, the point. Like, your legacy that like you leave behind, you know, you just want, like, all these girls that are coming through as a, our apprentices, like, we want them to be making more money than we did. We want them to have uh-huh. better self-care. So, I mean, that is yeah. just, like, part of being a teaching salon is, like, you don't want to keep secrets from the people. They should do it better than we did it, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. So, I mean, we, we've always been happy to share, but now I think we're in a position to, we've kind of proven to ourselves that, like, no, this does work, and that does not work. And so, yeah, we definitely have systems in place to offer. Um, 
and that's so valuable, which means people will benefit from it and pay right. for it and be a collaborative effort to where yeah. everybody makes more money and has less stress and enjoys just what need do more, more time. Yeah, you yeah. Just do all these things. But the time. classes that we're talking about hosting, I mean, other than our doing them ourselves, they're more like bringing in like, you know, uh, big the top, like the top people, Ooh, and then yeah. who benefits from that? Our our Your staff, because oh they're the going to be the best. Level. But then we're also inviting, you know, all the surrounding salons to come in to to our house, and you know, making connections and. Just in community, and yeah. uh, hopefully they'll invite us to their salon. Yeah, sometimes we get it. left out, you know, in the southeast, you know, yeah, like New York, LA, Georgia. Oh my but god! But we're gonna be the best house. Y'all are gonna so bring. It's gonna pop off for sure. The New York, yeah. California yeah. level of classes and courses to yeah, Georgia. Totally. Oh my god, that's huge. Okay, all right. This is. Yeah. Y'all have amazing vision dreams you want to do awesome things you want to change people's lives you're doing that you're in the middle of it when you want to do all that stuff how in the world are you balancing like personal life professional life like back and forth do y'all go through seasons where mm-hmm. it's more weighted one way than the other y'all do a pretty good job with that or is it like no that's a big struggle for me no we definitely go through seasons um and like Jess was saying earlier things happen in your life so like yeah. sometimes you have a baby and sometimes you're moving and you know as we ebb and flow it's like you know in a perfect world it would be 50-50 but you don't always have 50 like sometimes I'll show up with 15 <laughs> and she's got 85 and it's yeah. great and so just having that you know when when you're on maternity leave or if I have COVID like we just have each other's back and then um because we've set systems in place, like with our manager, even if neither of us are there one day, we know that like everything's gonna be okay. Um, and then giving each other that grace, like if for some reason she's like, I just cannot do today, you know, then I'm like, that's cool, we'll do it next week. Because um, I know that if I needed that from her, she would give it right back to me, so. That's, yeah, I feel like that's the hardest thing with partnerships is having that grace and being able to know yeah. You're both at different times, different seasons, going to put in more or less. And, and so many people, I mean, you know, I can't even tell you how many times people have been like, well, you know, thinking about going on vacation or something or like leaving your business or when you're yeah. off, do you like just constantly have to do things for the salon? And I'm like, no, like they've got it, you know, and a hundred percent, I feel that way. I mean, if there's a crisis, we'll be there, but we've, you know, we believe in our team, and and uh, we have enough communication that I feel comfortable going for two weeks. You know, yes. on vacation and and coming back and not missing a beat. So and I feel like that's the reason we grow businesses is the freedom and the being able to empower other people and yeah. other opportunity. But we really do both really believe in like you know doing things in our personal lives that promote mind body you know spiritual wellness and um, I think that helps you manage the stress um, of the workload as well we're actually gonna be hosting uh, yeah. a um, women's maybe next time we'll do a co-ed but a <laughs> wellness day where we're gonna bring um, someone in and we're gonna do like you know things to help you like really manage your stress so uh, 
cold plunge, sound baths, meditation, yes. journaling. I don't know about that cold plunge. Yoga. <laughs> I don't either. And I'm then just, just right now. you know, be able to all come together and and have. If I show community. up in a wig, or you're going to wrap me up. I know, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, right up your it's alley. Amazing. I love the way you all see the value, too, in like taking care of yourself in order oh. to. Yeah. surviving we live it <laughs> I know I, I think yeah I, I think we all coming through business at the time at, at we're all I think similar ages and coming yeah. through like there's so much grind and yeah. stress and neglect and like god I, I mean I just it's a wonder I'm alive after the way I treated my mm-hmm. body with work and everything else so I mean just everything for years and years and years and now figuring out like man if I take care of myself like I like myself more I'm more beneficial to my company and my business and my team, employees, and just all around. It's placed so much value and so much of like what makes me better at what I do now. It's the things I'm doing personally, like with exercise and nutrition and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, it, yeah. don't know why it took so long for me to figure that and out. And we really want to, I mean, we, we don't want to pressure anyone, but we really, because at first the wellness retreat started out like, oh, we'll have it for our staff. And then we're like, okay, well, maybe not everybody wants to do like that, like breathing techniques and stuff. So we're like, okay, well, let's just start with people. Yeah, but also we'll offer it to them and just, you know, maybe they'll see us doing it and the girls coming up, they're like, oh, I should spend some time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. (laughs) All right, part of this podcast, mm-hmm. whenever we start to wrap things up, it is a Stronger Business Podcast, so we do a max out moment. And what the max out moment is, we want to leave our audience with one piece of advice that we feel like can truly make their business or their life stronger. And something they can walk away from this episode today and something they can go and implement and do a specific strategic item to help in their life or in their business. So this is y'all's chance for the max out moment. What piece of advice would you give our listeners? Um, this could be something directly related to your business or something you read, something personally, professionally, just a chance for you to share something to make people's lives easier as they're out there trying to grow their businesses and get stronger. Uh, I'll just go first. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Get help. So, you know, if you're wanting to learn anything in your business, whether it's your taxes or your um, extension method like I utilize coaches like I like to get a coach I like um, accountability so like whether you do something with a partner or uh, I just think that you know there's all for me at this point in my life there I'm not the best at uh, a lot of things I want to do so just getting help you know getting there are so many resources out there um, for really anything that you want to implement in your business so if you know that you have a weakness there is someone who's that is their strength um, coming up and you know when I was self-employed before tribe administrative work has always been so hard for me keeping up with my books and my taxes and my receipts and even just appointments um, that it was not a strength of mine as a creative person it's kind of like more like of a wild chaotic um, and that's just I've just learned that that's part of my process so when I need help usually is in that realm and I just um, ask someone who is better than me that is in a position where I aspire to be and so that always sort of pulls me up um, in whatever area it is so that would be my piece of advice oh, that's so get good. help ask oh, for help 
I love it. And the coaching part in particular, I, I so buy into the coaching. You buy piece. into it. I be, but I didn't always. Right. I don't know if it was cockiness or ignorance. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't want to spend the money. It, maybe it it's is. money. I'm spending more on coaching yeah. right now than I probably made per year my first five years in business. Yeah. Yeah, and I would spend back. more. It is mm-hmm. so worth it. I know. All right, Jessica, what do you have for us? Um, I would just say I think that we get tunnel vision a lot of times when you have a goal, like you want to get your business to here, you want to get a manager. You want to, you know, you got to, like, success is going to come when you get to this point. And um, I just, especially this year, I'm, I'm taking my own advice, but making sure to schedule in the time to dream bigger, to be, to vision, big vision, you know, because a lot of times when you give yourself the space, like the dedicated, intentional time to do that, rather than just the you know, checking the to-do list off every day so you're getting towards your goal. But when you, like, schedule in that intentional time, things will pop up that, you know, you didn't even think of. And avenues will take, you know, it could take a totally different course. But I just always want to never limit myself um, in what I think I can do or what I'm where my business is gonna be you know when I think it's successful or made it like that's always like gonna change and evolve and move so that's perfect that's what like, I would say these are two of the highest level max out moments we've ever had because it what you two are saying now truly took me over 20 years to start doing in my business and in my life and it has probably made more of a difference than anything else I feel like if I'd have if I had a crafted strategic time in my schedule to dream, to brainstorm weekly, monthly, yeah. anything, a day, a quarter, whatever it is, and if I would have invested in coaches and training and spent money, because when you spend money, you get invested in it mm-hmm. and you pay attention more. If I'd have done those two things, I, I have no regrets, but if I look back and I'd have done those two things 10 years ago, the level I think of where I'd be now versus where I'm at will be a whole different trajectory. So that is like next level experience, huge max out moment advice. Thank you all so much for sharing that because that's definitely some takeaways that will make a difference in people's lives. All right, where do people find you? If they want to follow more, if they want to check out more, if they want to learn more about you, where do they go? Connect us. So at Tribe Hair Company is our Instagram website. Pretty much everything, email. Yeah, Tribe Hair Company. And um, follow us on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok all right. TikTok's where it's at now. TikTok directed conversation <laughs> I've had today. God, apparently I gotta get on TikTok. <laughs> you do. Apparently get somebody to do it for you. Make it your manager. Maybe that's job. it. That's right. I agree. All right, TikTok <laughs> and Instagram tribe. Yeah. Uh, you got. I mean, you gotta follow you, Katie, personally. I mean, I don't know if you want people to follow your personal page, oh, but I laugh for every, comedy only. Every day, <laughs> it entertainment. Makes, it makes my day better. It's everything. Well, that so makes me happy. It does. I laugh, and I, I laugh too. Something about your sense of humor connects with me, and it's everything from really funny, sarcastic stuff to like dogs loving all over each other. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. love following both of you. Everything you are doing, <laughs> the vibe of all your social media, it's freaking yeah. amazing. Thank y'all so much for being a part of the podcast today. This is going to be so valuable for our audience. This is one of those where you listen multiple times and y'all have definitely 
brought the value and I've learned a ton. So I appreciate y'all being here. Thanks for having us. And check us out next week on the Stronger Business Podcast. Awesome. Oh my God. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.